everybody welcome to another episode of the notes my goats podcast i am brandon and i'm steve and it is friday steve mm-hmm. it is friday and you know fridays in the summertime are light and happy and not very deep but here at the notes my goats podcast we like to shake things up a little bit right yeah absolutely so uh I won't talk about what we're doing today, but Steve, you're going to talk to us about who we're talking to today. Yes. So, Steve, redeem yourself. And who are we talking to? First of all, we know damn well we've been doing this for a year and a half. I'm not going to redeem myself. I'm going to just dig the hole deeper and just keep on going until I get to I'll get to, you know, Russia before we're done with this by the time here. Um it's okay. I, they like me there. We haven't been banned there yet. Um, no, as I browse through, just like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's going to go there. No. Um, so it is Friday. I am talking to another half of a family member across No. And um, his sister was on our podcast just uh, recently doing In Sync. And if you guys listen to that episode, you will know that I dug myself a very, very, very large hole that I'm not ever going to come out of. And She'll remind me till my dying day, which if, depends on how long that'll be. But today, guys, we are talking to Noah Crossnow, which is Natalie's older, hear that older, older, not much older, but older brother, um, and who is a friend of mine, a friend of my little brother's, actually. I've known him for, shit, 20 years, getting there. It's getting Somewhere pretty close to 20 years. Um, I bought him booze before uh, he was legal no, to no, buy no, booze. that's... That's someone else. That was some, no, other. dude. Statue limitations been. were good. Statue limitations <laughs> were fine. I'm pretty I, I sure. Again, confusing with Natalie again. It was yeah. it was Natalie. You're right. Yeah, no, you're right. That was Natalie and Rick. Natalie and Rick. Happens um, to, look, happens to the best of us. It does. So. Yes. Do I need to bleep Especially, out names? No. Oh, okay. Natalie's fine. Well, right. <laughs> Rick's fine too. He don't. Listen. Was, we're good. I was actually acquitted, so I'm yeah, he's good. good yeah. There yeah. you go. All right, full jeopardy and shit. You can't, you can't figure this out. So we are talking to Noah Crossno today, friend of the podcast, friend of mine, and Noah. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. And then, me. dude, we, me, and you have been talking back and forth for about six months on what right. album you wanted te- to do. Technically, this is my second. Appearance this is your five. second appearance. Yeah, yes, the first right. time I actually read for you. You right. you were involved with our Vets Day celebration, which we appreciate. And, and again, we're going to thank you for your service now. We can actually see you and talk to you. We're going to thank you for it. Um, but yes, you, you were a part of our Vets Day celebration back in November. But in, a, in quotes, in times of an, uh, picking out a music album, you were like, I want to do one, but I don't know which one. And I actually think you were, were you going to pick Coheed for Hate Month? Uh, well, that's the interesting part about this, and that's part of the reason why I chose this album. Yeah. So what? Was because it's a so little. What it, album are we talking about today? Before we could go on there. Oh, uh, sorry. Yep. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about their second album, "In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3. Yes. Uh, and it was at the time when uh, their their first album came out. Like I was really getting big into this type of music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was about freshman year of high school. Yep. And I, I had uh, my best friend just loved, loved it. And I couldn't, I couldn't stand it. 
Mm-hmm. I, and I, I talked so much shit about it. And like, I was just, no, I like, I, I could not stand it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it was this album that I was enlightened and have been eating crow ever since. I, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Yeah. It's, they are, they are kind of a take it and leave it kind of band. Like you really like them or you really it, don't. I, it was his voice. All right. Yeah, I, exactly. I liked everything about it. Mm-hmm. It was just his voice that I couldn't, and I couldn't hear past that. Um, I didn't have the same problem with Rush because I'm also a drummer, so I can easily look past. I, I still don't like Getty Lee's voice, but yes. mm-hmm. I, I can. I'm definitely gonna listen to that because with, I'm gonna listen to. Yeah, of course. And you're gonna go for it, but I mean, it's yeah. just. But I was with, the same. I, think Kobe, I was. I was the same way. And especially the the you know prior prior to this album, mm-hmm. it it was uh, the voices. It was a lot. I, it was like nails on today. Still today, I, I I don't like that voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, pers- yeah. at, at times, at times, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, I, everything else I can now I can look past it <laughs> for sure. There's a lot to there's a lot to look into when it comes to it. I mean, if you can get past that initial reaction, and I'm sure you're not I've, alone. Like yeah. it was, I've evolved. It was for me yeah. exactly. You know, as you get older, you start to mellow a little bit, which you get to that spot, and you're like, man, this is actually decent. I can. Skip past this a little bit. I understand. There's still artists I can't do that with, but it's okay. I'm I'm there. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not there. I'm there, I'm there with yeah. you. And there, I mean, you, including the one that my sister uh, did her <laughs> little, podcast. Little bye bye bye's on this one. I'm right there with you. What you're getting, to, to, you're be, getting to be honest, she was a huge fan of Digital Underground, so it kind of works out. <sighs> so you, you were going on the right track, Steve. You were going good, and then. Then you Dude, bring digital get am, down into digital into get the down. I am looking. I am looking for the howler. I am looking for the 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 howler to come my way. It's going to come. I'm yeah. going to get the text message. It's going to happen. I can't wait. And the the moment she listens to this, I'm going to catch shit. And it, it's either way. It doesn't matter if I was really nice or not. She's going to find something. So I might as well just tee it up and let her have it. Oh so, man, that's that is what, that's what it one is. Approach. It is. I mean, <laughs> that it, is one I. Approach. I <laughs> It's, it's it's who I am. Come on now, yeah. I I will go after everything I can go after, knowing I'm going to catch shit regardless. Yeah. Um, so, Coheed and Cambria, uh, I guess like Noah said, in keeping secrets of the Silent Earth, um, number three. Um, they are they are an American progressive rock band from Nyack, New York. I don't know where the hell Nyack is, but oh, it's N Y A C K. Doesn't Nyack. everybody know? I, I'm going to say it's obviously upstate. I, it's, yeah. it's, I'm guessing it's upstate New York. These guys I know, I don't even, upstate. I don't even know what that term means. No, it's, I think it's it. north of the city. It's supposed to be anything north of north of New York City is upstate. I just assumed sure. anything outside of New York City was upstate. Yeah, that's, that's what I think too. I'm still not even 100 percent sure what Downriver in, in Michigan is either. So Toledo. It's yeah, it's somewhere over there. <laughs> Love it. Um, so active since '95. I didn't realize they had been around that long. Um, yeah. But yeah. All of their albums, besides the 2015 release of The Color Before the Sun, are concept albums based on a science fiction story called The Armory Wars, which is written by Claudio Sanchez, which is the lead singer of the band. And they have converted it into graphic novels or comic books. Every single one of their albums, except for one, is, is a, a chapter or a part of this comic book epic, which is, hmm. is, is epic. If you haven't checked it out yet, it's very, very good. Um, just as deep as the music, but yeah, they actually have nine studio albums, three live albums. They've done 26 singles, 
and they've had four albums in the Billboard Top 10. Now, I'm going to mention some of the bands that have influenced them, and I don't think any of these will survive, will uh, surprise us, but it's kind of funny. Um, they've been influenced by The Police, Finn Lizzy, At the Drive-In, uh, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, and Iron Maiden. Now, I would have actually picked Rush in that group as well, but they weren't listed. I don't know why. But. Well, and you're, I, I guess because you're probably just thinking, you know, the, the, the prog voice. part. But to, well, just the prog, just the yeah, prog, the prog rock part. Yes, the epicness. But yes, I, I, I've never. I know that they're they're classified under that genre, but I've, I've never really thought of them like that. I, I just honestly, I just thought it was uh, an epic rock band, which yeah, I guess is what prog rock. rock is. Right? Yeah. A little and sometimes on the punky side, you know, I don't even know. There's so many genres, especially back then. So I don't know what if it was post hardcore or what what it would. Yeah. What, I just know I liked it. Yeah, everything um, was kind of branching off at that point. Like grunge happened and then it all they decided they were going to make different subcategories of everything. So it kind of like you you had to have like 15 different categories of music. So it worked out. But um, they're just listed as prog rock, which is interesting. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I get that because I mean, mm -hmm. and especially epic, you know. It, yeah, definitely. Uh in the comparisons with like Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and just the storytelling and the, just the, the epicness of things. It makes sense. Now well, they haven't I, had any, any major awards, no major awards, no Grammys, no Junos or anything fun like that. Um, but we don't usually do sales anymore on the podcast because sales is a really hard number with all of the digital downloads and everything now and how that's all converted. Mm -hmm. What we've been finding is actually the easiest one to find to figure out listenership is how many average monthly listeners on Spotify do you think that they get? Single listeners. Monthly. If I'm going to ask the question. Okay. So I'm just going to, I'm not really uh, versed in that area hmm? at all. It's okay. Uh, Me so I'm, it's going to be kind of a blind. So mm -hmm. if I had to assume how many monthly listeners. Yes. Monthly <laughs> listeners on average. 7 million. Okay. What about you, Brandon? I think that's a decent number. I was going to go a little higher. Still going to go less than less than I was going to go like nine. Okay. Both of you are way high, but not, I mean, not too bad. It's 1.5 mil. Not 1. too 5. bad. Dude, still. <laughs> not too bad is going three. I don't know. That's the thing. Is that a, is that a Clint Eastwood metric or like, I don't it is know. It's a Clint Eastwood metric. But see, yeah. when you go like, when <laughs> it's like, when it's like it 10 means, and you say like 200, then that's bad. But I'm thinking like, if you're within 10 million or 10, okay. however, that's not bad. Okay. okay. It's not, for me, I, it's not I, bad at all because it is subjective. I thought that I was overshooting it, but I. It, I mean, knows? I'd rather you overshoot than under. I mean, I'm sure they'd rather you overshoot than undershoot. It just I'm it sure is. there's a lot of people that Still, would rather have people <laughs> overshoot than undershoot. It is it is the goal of the day. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, 1.5 million guys. every month is still, and that's just Spotify. So that's not including Amazon Music, Apple Music, and everybody else. And that's an easy metric to figure out how popular a band is, and they're they're pretty damn popular still. So, well, let me tell you, I, I went and saw them uh, in March. Yeah, they're doing their 25th. They're still. I've seen them several times. It's been a, probably about a 10 years since I've seen them live before that. But they're just get better and better. They're still just the most epic thing that I've seen. And they're still selling out shows. They're still, I mean, they're playing, yes. they're playing decent sized rooms and still selling out shows every single yeah, it was time. At so. It was at 21 Monroe Live. And I mean, it was, yeah, it was packed, but it was like. So it's like, it's like five to 7,000 people. Yeah. So they, I mean, they can still pack it out and they've done, they do like their fans are, 
their fans are nuts. Like the stuff that they do, like they do cruises, they do like crazy fan events where they'll just bring in thousands of people and they travel. I mean, the thing is, is these guys, they pull people from all over. I have friends all over West Michigan. They'll travel to see them wherever they go. And it's, I didn't understand the, the pull on them uh, for a while. And then checking this album out again, kind of re- reawakened me again to them. Now, um, they do have a new album coming out uh, June 24th of 2022. So about a month from now, from recording date, mm-hmm. they do have their 10th studio album coming out. Uh, so that keep an eye on that one. It's uh, another chapter of the comic book novel. But this one, in Keeping Secrets of the Silent Earth 3, um, like Noah said, it's their second album, released October 7th, 2003. Uh, so I was a year out of high school when that happened. Um, I'm old. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 12 tracks, 70 minutes long. So it is it is on the long side for what usually we go for, but it's not bad. It's an epic, um, though. It peaked at number 52 on the Billboard 200. So middle of the road top almost almost the top 25 percent of the billboard top 200 Mm -hmm. um it did sell over 500,000 copies again sales are weird when it comes to any album released in the 2000s and on um and the synopsis for this one in the armory wars that the album is based on i'll just gonna read it because it's it's crazy um it says 10 years after the second stage turbine blade which was kind of the first album's uh, situation here. Son Claudio emerges from the depths of Shilos 10, the fence's quiet planet where the Red Army performs its brutal interrogations and imprisonments. In finding out his entire family has been murdered, Claudio begins his quest for a vendetta. His foes, Supreme Tri-Mage Wilhelm Ryan and General Mayo Deftenwolf, sense that he is still alive and holds special powers. They know that they must stop him before he defeats them. Meanwhile, Inferno, who is Jesse Kilgannon, takes up arms against the Red Army, which man your battle stations is a song, um, in the effort to seek name kind of vengeance. Yes. Time, time um, out, time out, time out. What, what, was, what was that? You is said? it man your battle stations is one of the songs? No, no. No, it's not? No. Is this man your, maybe man, your own, man your own jackhammer. Oh, that's quite a have you listened? Have you listened to the album? I too? have listened to it. You know what? It's been a long day, and I'm drinking. It's okay. not my fault. I'm still trying to get all the words out it is the right fault. way here. I didn't. So, I didn't want to interrupt, but I. It's okay. It's, it's what you guys do. It's a cross note that, thing. That's, um, that's pretty important. It is so, pretty important. Continue. I'll screw it up. It's okay. I told you already. I'm going to make stupid. I'm going to. I'm going to do something stupid. It's, it happens. Now I'm going to continue, in an effort to seek the same kind of vengeance on him. In Claudio's reemergence, he teams up with Ambelina, the prize who is selected by her peers to be his guide. So um, the pair, along with Sizer, a disassembled IRO bot, seek out Inferno to find answers as to why his family were killed. But the plans take an unexpected turn in a ship called the Camper Valorium and a freighter pilot by Al the Killer. Brandon, your new name is Al the Killer. All right. I like it. I love it. So that is the synopsis of this comic book, which is this Coheed's albums based off of. I got all the words out correctly, even though I did make a mistake with answering a song title into one of the things. But I said all the words correctly. I'm like about 90% sure. You're you're close. I'm close. close. It was a a close. It was was close. It was a big error, but it wasn't like way out yeah and i said the words correctly which is what i was worried about 
It's just an important detail. That's yes, no, you're right. Detail. It was an important detail that I screwed up. I am just happy that I said all those big words correctly. It's like reading the Bible. Like you say the wrong word the wrong way and you're like, ah, like, but I right. said all the words correctly. I just sure. made a mistake in my interpretation. Okay. Like the Bible works out. Um, <laughs> oh my, all right. It's your I story. Mean, Tell how you want, bro. Exactly. <laughs> yep. That was that was more of a joke for Brandon than anybody else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so singles on this one. We're getting back to things here. Um, a favorite house, Atlantic. A blood red summer, and in keeping of Silent Earth three were the three singles that released for this album. So, I'm gonna stop talking because I've been doing enough of that. Yep. Noah, what is your favorite track on this album? All right. So this is tough. I know. Um, I'm gonna have to go. It, it's not really that tough. Um, it, it's gonna. It's the title track. It, it's, okay. it's, it's, it, it, hands down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let me tell you why. The whole reason and the whole point that was that enlightened me uh, to Coheed was I was at Van's mm-hmm. Warp Tour. Okay. Uh, 2002, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in between sets, mm-hmm. you know, and I was moving to another stage and then I just heard this guitar and I heard the opening of that song, which was not even released yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't believe, but it, I just heard that and I'm like, oh, and I was just drawn to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I got up there and then I saw his majestic hair and I knew instantly I'm like, fuck, I'm, I'm screwed. Like, <laughs> now I, I have to watch. Yeah. Right. No, I was like, I, I love this, but like, I know who this is. And I, my best friend who was the big fan was already there and he was probably way up front, but he, uh, I was like, I know he, I'm not going to live this down, but I'm glad I did. Cause like I said, it changed my musical direction and, and taste all the way. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I have to pick that song, everything about it okay. from the opening, from the opening riff to like set up a drummer, those the drums are awesome. What he does with the snare on that, and yes, all the little tweaks. I, I mean, on, on a lot of his songs, but like that, especially seeing it live, uh, it ch- changes it. And they mm-hmm. actually opened with they opened with that song when I saw him in March, and it was even more epic. So, wow, you would think that's so 20 years later, and they're still they're still rocking that one oh, out. That's nice. Oh, oh, well, and it was specifically for their 25th. Oh, it was 25th of this, so they, yeah. Well, it was of the first one, but they it was almost all of them was from their first four albums. So. Oh, okay. been awesome. nice. that, I know that was the one. That's amazing that they, I mean, the thing is, I mean, I know like they pulled it from that one, but they probably still play this song on a regular anyway. I mean, I would think and it's still there. It's still right. epic. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that so. that song, maybe not so much uh, from as some of the others on the list, but that was probably one of the songs that, uh, was the first that they were hearing of Coheed. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, because their, their first album wasn't as as big. That's the that's the most important song to me in there. So I like it. I like it. Um what do you got, Brandon? Me? All right. So my favorite track that I picked was actually toward the end of the album and it was The Light in the Glass. Um this is what I like to call the power ballad of the album, kinda um it it slowed a a little bit down it slowed a little bit on this one more than you know some other tracks and uh 
it allows for for the vocals to show on this and it was something that that i really liked musical diversity that they had on this track uh was well received mm-hmm. by me by me um <laughs> that's why it was my favorite <laughs> oh uh and the story on this one too was just it was just really good and the lyrics were just so well written throughout throughout this whole thing and i'll bring it up multiple times so uh steve what about you man which which was your favorite so there was i was kind of with noah i've listened to these guys when their first album came out a little bit because a lot of my friends really liked them and i Mm -hmm. couldn't figure out why um never really i never really saw the band and who they were like to look at them until this album came out Mm. and um i was like wait a minute that is coming out of that like that voice is coming out of that person yeah you can't see his face you can't see him and like when you see a picture of him you're just like hold up what like all that hair what's going on underneath there like like that voice is coming out of that person and he's he's not a small dude but he you hear that voice and you're like wow he's probably like this small guy no he's a he's a bigger guy and he can just belt out Mm -hmm. but what got me kind of like no i was the music like hearing that guitar and just Mm -hmm. hearing this that epic just riff that riff after riff they're coming out of that and you're just like what the one that is my favorite on here it's still probably one of my favorite coheed songs um is a favorite house atlantic Mm -hmm. um it was actually featured on a couple of video games that i played i'm pretty sure it was on a madden game and i'm i want to say it was on a tony hawk pro skater game but i'm i know it was on a madden game yeah i can't remember if it was 04 or 05 but it was on a madden game for sure because it played incessantly because i played that game a lot um but the song is great it was one of those ones that like you want to hate it because you hear claudio's voice and you're like Ooh, what is going on? And then that, but that guitar riff just comes through, and you're just like, I can't, I can't get mad at this. I can't hate it because it's so epic and it sounds so big. And even the lyrics, well, at first don't sound like there's just, it's kind of like just going back and forth here, but then you kind of read through it and it's, it's really good. It's just, it's, it's quick, but it's funny. It's a little bit deep. Um, I, I like it. And I, it's it's funny when I listen to it now. I think of Letter Kenny, because um, when he says "Good Eye Sniper," I'm like I just think of I just think of the hockey guys from Letter Kenny, and I'm like, "Yep, okay." And I just it just makes me chuckle. But I I love the song still, and it reminds me of kind of that like time before after high school, before I kind of was a real adult for a while, and I was like just playing video games and kind of having a a, ne- a decent you, job. Are you at all a real adult yet, Steve? I uh, play a real adult at least from seven seven to three thirty Monday through Friday. <laughs> okay, got do you, it. Do you After that point, because I'm still I'm still trying to figure that one out. Yeah, yeah. See, they they, they tell you that when you turn thirty, like your eyes are gonna open up and like the world's gonna be your oyster and like everything's gonna make sense. And I woke up and I just felt old. Um, and when then I hit like thirty, it smells like an oyster. That's... Well, basically. Yeah. Well, then I I'm like I'm almost thirty eight now, so I'm like maybe when I hit forty, like things will just kind of like make sense and the world will start to like fall into place. I have no hope for that because um, I've been living this life now for 38 years and I'm pretty sure it's just going to be another shit show after another. But somebody that's older than me told me 
at some point it gets easier. I'm not sure when that is, but it was a very vague time period of my life where they were just like, you know, it gets easier. And I just have to hope and pray that that is uh, maybe it happens. But yeah. at this point, I think, that, I think what you really need to do is just focus on, uh, you know, not making these huge holes that you keep digging. Yeah. You, you know, know, and that's, that's probably mistakes, my issue. It's going to make it, it's going to make it, it a little bit easier. Yeah. One, a couple steps either. You sound like my wife. You no, sound like my narrow, wife. Narrow your scope down a little bit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Go. Not piss so many people off. Yes. It's, it's a yeah. very, I've been told that you're, you're not alone there. You've, you've. Look, well, I didn't say that. I mean, I do. <laughs> Look, you do I, your fair share. Plenty of, of, of that, but that's not my issue. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to do it to that's, myself. So Look, is a, what you're saying, I tend them, to self-sabotage. It's more of a them problem. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I. It's like therapy time for Steve. I love this. It's okay. I'll take it. Yeah. Um. But you're, you're not wrong. I mean, you're probably... You you are hundred percent correct that if I would stop putting my foot in my I would mouth not, consistently and look, but I wouldn't take my advice. I mean, no, I also well, you know, put my foot in my mouth quite a bit, so yeah. I, I'm not the, probably the best person to take the advice. But I mean, if it helps you, then great. I mean, hey, if it works, it works, right? right. You miss you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take, so it's okay. We'll we'll figure it out. So yeah. You should write that down. Write that down. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah, you sounds, should. A, sounds like a, sounds like it could be a famous quote, Steve. I like it. Michael Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of 100% of the shots you don't take, guys, it is time for, uh, I don't know if we want to call it the Hair Association name game, the Hang, uh, or how about Harry the Hang Wang? The Hang Wang. The Harry Wang. There we go. The Harry Wang. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Steve, that's, you're going to win this one. I, yeah, I, I am. I guarantee you that. I, uh, uh, that's like funny. I said, I, I've already won it Jeopardy now with my concept. Uh, uh, guys, here's the theme song. Here's the first one. Start off easy. Crimson Spring. Do I have to buzz in? No, you can just go for it, it, dude. Go for it. I'll give you the easy one. Okay. I'm gonna go. It's at Blood Red Summer. It is. It is Blood Red Summer. Okay. Yep, absolutely. So here's here's the next one. You got to think outside the box. This is more outside the box. No, I told you last night in our chat. Think outside the box. This one is a little more outside I, the box. I, I live in no boxes. Okay, here we go. What the gastroenterologist said to me before my colonoscopy. The ring in return. I mean, you're not wrong, but that's not correct. I would have chose Blood Red Summer for that one as well. Oh, you know, that Yikes. would be, I, 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 nobody would fault you for that one. Yeah, it's, there's, it's, it's, there's a specific part of this song that makes it exactly what my clue was. Okay. Uh, it's more of the back half of the, of the, the, of the track title. Yeah. That's, and the, the, those are the ones that I, uh, you know, I, I listen most of the time. I don't actually, read and keep those those details yeah um but i could is it th oh, three evils embodied in love and shadow i think it's going to be the the uh camper valorium two back end of forever <laughs> noah you are correct sir yes <laughs> the back camper end of Valorium forever the, the back end of forever <laughs> 
<laughs> and you gave me shit for the Harry Wang. <laughs> I, yep. I didn't give you shit for that. No, he did. No, I did. <laughs> I thought both. I thought both were brilliant. Thank you. Uh, oh man, I spend so much time on these games. I was really hoping it was three evils. What? I was hoping it was three evils. I thought about it, but then I had to. You know, I was. Eh, I don't know. Some of There's these are so hard. Many of them that could make sense. In that I know, one. and I tried to use my, you know, creativity to come up with them, and that was actually the, of all the things. Emotions, like man. I saw back end of forever, and then I'm like back end, and then I'm like, all right, I got this, and then I just that's what it happened. So yeah, that's that's where your yeah. mind goes. So I'm speaking okay with of uh, the least favorite things, which for me was my colonoscopy, uh, guys. Let's talk about our least favorite tracks. Um, I'll go first because I'm talking. Okay. <laughs> I and this one kind of sounds like it could happen during the colonoscopy. Uh, Cuts marked in the March of Men uh, was my least favorite track, um, and I really had to get picky on the on on this uh, because all of these tracks really overall are good. Um, but I, but with this one, um, I did find it to be the most skippable track for me. Um, I feel like the vocals on this one were a little bit more nasally and whiny than what he normally does and it just wasn't something I was really digging on this track um, overall it's not bad it's not a bad track um, but the more I listened to the album the more I was like nah, skip let's go to the next one so that one for me cuts marked in the march of men was my least favorite Noah what about you man did you have a least favorite track I, I, I do um and I'm going to, it was, it was a tie between two. And I, I didn't want to pick the, this one over the other. Cause I was, I was going by, by the rig and return uh, because it's really, it's just like the intro. So yeah. I also don't think that that's fair. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to pick the light in the glass. Cause that is by far. Okay. The, uh, that's the track that I skip. Okay. So I don't know what's, what's wrong with your ears. Because I know that you chose that as your favorite. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's also been like if I had, I mean, and it is. It's a, listened to, to a Coheed album anyway, but it's an okay, it's an okay song. But the whole time, like uh, when I was even listening it uh, again today, mm-hmm. when I got to that point, I'm like, at least all those songs were there first, so I can sure. experience that and not have to skip. But I'm skipping this. Sure. No, I, 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 I get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the that's the great thing about music, too, is so many people can have differing opinions on the same track. So, that's, I mean, that's the thing is, kind of cool. I, and it, it was really I know that's why I was probably making some faces when you said it, it was your and you would when you were talking about his voice on it, because. Uh, well, it's a good I, thing I, I have that, my notes up. That, I couldn't see your face. So. Yeah, I was say that voice was just uh, um, I think it was it really get bothers me in that song. Okay, because the music I can always, it, yeah. it does. I like it's still progressive and, and it's a, it's a great song there. But it, I just his voice in that one is still hard to look past. So I, I, I mean, I, I, I can definitely, I can definitely see that. So it, it, it all makes sense. So, Steve, what about you, man? Did you have a least favorite? Yeah, I picked twenty one thirteen. Okay, I didn't like it. I mean, it was it's long and it's just the the silence that leads up to it. Like it just. It, it caught me by surprise a little bit because I was I didn't realize I was still playing and then it like it's like three and a half four minutes of silence like they're just kind of sapping there and then, then all of a sudden 
music what the shit listening to it in the car which is what i do a lot of these on because i drive like an hour back and forth to work um like i didn't realize that this the, the album had ended like just spotify's up and like figure what the hell's going on and then it kind of gave me like a what the hell is going with the what what is up with this one and it just was kind of just a weird track and looking into it a little further it was a reprise track i mean there were some other other songs that were mentioned in this one but also like it's been somewhat compared to rush's 20 uh 2112 because of 2113 it being a longer yeah. track and kind of wrapping out that might, be why they, that might be why they named it but maybe it's why they named it that way and it's nothing like 2112 Agreed. um I, so like i i kind of saw like if you're gonna if you're gonna try to go after something similar to rush don't hide behind it like go after it um they have the the musical chops to go after it and do it um really oh, just own it I, I think that there are some other but yeah and i i agree with you on that 100 that when i skipped that the last one i just i didn't realize it was there i mean that's like, for me it was nitpicky as well for like for this album it's, it's nitpicky because the tracks are all good and they flow into each other so well and it does tell a story as it goes through but you think the album's over and it's like, yeah. it's not over. There's more. And it's then they didn't do like look into it a little deeper and like, what the hell's going on here? Cause I have to find the internet and be like, okay, what the hell's up with this song? Because their fans have gone to like nth detail on all of their songs and like nitpicked every single lyric down. And this is actually what Claudio is thinking, even though I don't know what that dude's thinking half the damn time. Some of the shit that comes out of his mouth. I'm like, Whoa. But they, his, the fans are just like, you know, this is where he's going. And then they brought up 2112. And I was like, wait a second. I know that song. Like that's, this is nowhere near that one. Like, right. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put that. So, and I don't know. I the the, band, the band hasn't, hasn't confirmed or denied that, that it is named after that rush song. Like I said, they, they don't like, like you bringing up rush with them. They don't affiliate themselves even as influenced by rush, even though you can still hear it. Like with the, Oh, there's definitely, rock, Oh, there's yeah. There's, there's the, definitely, the, yeah, the tone of Claudio versus Getty, it's like, man, it's so close, but it's different in the same way. But you're like, you can tell there's some influence there, but they don't lean into it at all, probably because they don't want to be seen as like a rush knockoff, basically. Look, I think he's probably way too busy to to think about any of that stuff. And really, he, he is one of those, he's, Claudio reminds me of one of those like artist creative types that really is like, 150 things going on in that dude's head at one time and he has no idea which one's going to come up one time like he's like he's he's so creative and there's so many things that are pouring out of this dude he reminds me of um i'm blanking on his freaking name now lead singer of uh, my chemical romance um Broadway. Broadway. like there's just so many things coming out of that dude like in different directions like he doesn't really know what the hell's gonna pop out and like i don't know you you might want to rephrase that really because his, his comic book, I believe, is better than this. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, you just said that he, he has a bunch of things coming out in all directions, <laughs> popping out. and. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Okay, hold up. I, I didn't think about that. You're right. Again, drinking. Drinking. Um, he, the no, ideas no, are flowing out of this dude in so many ways that you don't really know where he's going to pop up next. And MCR just put out a new song for the first time in, what, 10, 15 10, years? 12 years, yeah. Yeah, so like there's so many things happening for these creative 
like artists. They're not even like musical, like musicians. They're just artists. You don't really know what's going to happen. If they're going to go into like literature, they're going to go into comics, or they're going to go more music, film, TV. Like I could think, I think Claudio could probably turn the Armory Wars into a animated uh, feature. Soundtracks, soundtracks already completed. So. Exactly, soundtracks done. Like he's yeah. already got that set up there, and I. I would I would imagine that one of these streaming services at some point is going to write license this and find a way if, if they'll let them. I mean, I don't I haven't heard too much about him and how his feeling is about being like commercialized. I would think that they're probably not too down with that. Um, but you never know. If that money comes through, you can be bought. Everybody's got a price at some point, I think. So but I, I just didn't I didn't like 2113. I just eh, I felt it was an afterthought. My thoughts exactly. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies ladies and ladies and gentlemen. This is Shatner's Poetry Slam. I'm Captain Kirk. Shatner's Poetry Slam. All right, here is the first track. No, I'm counting on you. I would not. (laughs) I fed the clues of a lost day killed in motion. Um, Is that the crowing? Faint of hearts? It's the crowing. It's the crowing, Steve. It's the crowing. Yes. I love the song and I I could hear it, but I'm like, what is yeah. Well, sometimes, sometimes, with, like I said, I focus on the drums, and that's why. Oh yeah, some, I'm right there with you. I focus those, on the guitars. Those keys, those key, well, and I, I, I do too. But it's just those keys. So some of those lyrics get washed in the mix, and I have to mm-hmm. kind of yep, absolutely. put them together with the, with, the, with the ones that I remember. Yep, absolutely. Here's the next one going in the middle of the track this time. Sincerely written from my brother's blood machine. To yours. Uh, uh, that is is keeping secret of Silent Earth 3. Yes, sir, it is. Nice work. Manual jackhammers. Knowing with uh knowing that that was your your favorite Noah, that's why I went in the middle of the track because I'm like, I got I got it. I'll find that. I've got that one. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. All right. So let's get into our deep cut dark horse tracks. Steve, you texted me and told me you didn't want to go first on any of these, but you're going to go first on this one. Dude. Which was your deep, what was your deep cut track on this album? I really enjoyed the first track, The Ring of Ring and Return. It's the shortest track on the album. It's not why I enjoyed it, but I felt like it set the stage fairly well coming out of that first album that, like Noah, I didn't really like. Uh, it turned me off pretty quickly. And this one just kind of like went big and then laid into it. And you kind of knew what you were going to get. And then it just, like I said, this set the scene for the story going forward. Hmm. So I, I really liked the ring in return. Um, I felt like it was quick and to the point with going for what was there and really kind of let you know what to expect. And then the next track kind of blew it blew it apart, but it's just kind of what it, this album has done to you every single time. But mm-hmm. I felt like it was a good opening track, and it's not often that you pick the opening track as the deep cut, but because it is two minutes long, I feel like it's overlooked. Um, because you kind of get into that in keeping the secrets of the Silent Earth, and you're just like, "Well, now I got this one," but you kind of forget about that first track and how it led into it. So I liked the first one. What about you, Noah? What was your what was your deep cut? Well. 
that see that's another tough one. But I, I went with 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 the crowing. Like I, I just it, it it's hard because it like they all flow good, but mm-hmm. that one just you're you're on such a high with um even with three evils yep. you know and it, and it and then it you're on such a high and then it then that hits and so for me I, yeah it's that's the that's the deep cut for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it like it. it's like drops the story out and you're just like whoa and it just gets it going from there again and it builds it back up which is kind of nice yeah absolutely um so my deep cut I'm gonna try to say it with a straight face, uh, just because we talked about it earlier. Uh, the Camper Valorium Two Back into Forever was my deep cut. Of course, um, it was super deep. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Easy. <laughs> uh, the thing that first really grabbed my attention with this one, man, I really should have rephrased that better. <laughs> was uh, the ele- the electric right? Uh, the guitar, the electric guitar picking of the strings instead of just the typical shredding or even rhythm guitar strum pattern. Um, But just like all the other tracks on this album, man, this one tells a pretty vulnerable story about a guy's inner look on about how a girl he was seeing emotionally hurt him and caused him to feel pretty insecure about himself. Um, I kind of related to this a lot uh, from past relationships when I wasn't taken seriously or given the chance to even have a conversation about what the girl was thinking. It was just kind of like, I'm done. So, you know, all I could do was try and, you know, use her words, my past relationships and just move on from it. So that one for me kind of just, just it hit a little bit different in the back end of forever. Always hits a, hits a little different in the back end forever, man. Oh gosh. You got to bring comedy into a, you said it on me. I was going to say earlier that, that, you know that was his back end's first appearance, um, and because I almost called that as a, a, a deep, that was going to be my other one. Uh, I was going to the last second, going back between them. So yeah, I'm glad that it. I'm glad that it uh, made another appearance. Absolutely. Back end, uh, back end needs to make multiple appearances. We're okay with that. I, <laughs> yeah, never a bad idea. Never, it's, never. It's no. true. It's true. So, all right, guys, let's uh, let's start working out our uh, our final thoughts on the album as a whole, and. Uh, well, uh, Steve, I th- we were we were told that we were going to rate this one a little bit differently. Yes. Uh, no, well, I did. It, it, it was a request. We are going to have a request. We we're are going to have a we're graphic potentially this for this as well. So <laughs> how are graphic we, as to why? So the is it happens. by like length of inches from one inch or, to ten? Are we going volume? Girth? Oh, girth. I mean, uh, girth. Well, see, but the problem is it's changed over the years. So like. I was just thinking I was just going to use it as instead of a star, you know, oh, yeah. just have one from one just to ten. as many Claudio's hairs, Claudio's hairs, yeah. Claudio hair. Like I'm going to give it one of 10 Claudio's hair. Yeah. Like to the one, to the most well, of the I, one as being the least amount of hair to the 10 being the most epic amount of hair. I yes. was just thinking his faces, you know, would it, but yeah, one to 10 would be like 10 Claudio Sanchez's. Uh, I like, I don't know if there's a better, a better, yeah, epic locks or something epic, like that. Epic I like locks. it. I like it. Yes, I love it. All right. Or you so, could just go 10 epic, 10 
So if you're Claudio if so yes. if you guys are not aware of what we're talking about, Claudio Sanchez is the lead singer of this band, and he has one of the most epic my mains of Volu- hair voluptuous really of that of a man that you can yes. see in a rock band this dude's hair is just forever going it doesn't ever it re- stop it, it reminds me of that uh football that, uh, that retired Troy football Palomalu. player that's yeah yeah that guy or i was but, thinking uh, the better, dude from uh, more epic yeah what's the what's the dude from um Looney Tunes the big the big red guy with just a big huge he's all hair like it's just that guy I can't oh, okay. remember what his name is. Huh? I said, oh, okay. I don't know who that you're talking guy. about. I don't know what his yeah. name is, but like he just, it, I, like Claudio's hair I, is like a band member all on its own. Um, It just, it never, it, it changes from time to time. He does put it back in a ponytail sometimes, but it's still massively mm-hmm. huge. I wonder if but it has insurance. Sometimes per the, sh- I would imagine, that's what I'm saying. I would imagine it. It's very important. Yeah. Uh, I mean, half the time you can't see his face, but half the, sometimes in concerts though too, like he'll he'll have it he'll have it back and then the next song, you know, yeah. tie it back and then take it out. Yeah. yeah. But for the majority, I've of the seen time, them live. I've seen them live twice. Once at Warped Tour, like Noah, and then once at a show where they opened for somebody back in the early two thousands when I was doing concert security. I had them open for someone. I don't know the open floor, but they were they were a setup. They were like a uh, the second band in the second headliner. Um. Uh, nice. When they were kind of mixed up with a bunch of bands, a bunch of those punk bands they kind of toured with for a while, they're opening up. So I can't remember who it was, yes. but they came through Grand Rapids and I saw them. And that's when I kind of loved them as well. So when I kind of fell back in love with them, not being able to see the band, but just hearing them and hearing ev- the whole sound. I think seeing them live changes your mindset. Like the different. Yeah. 100%. So I'll actually just go first and uh, go this out here. Uh, I will say, I did write this is. Um, you can listen to every single one of their albums and even their live albums and become a fan, but you won't truly know what this band is until you see them live. It's a whole different experience and it is a full on experience. If we have any older listeners who went and saw Zeppelin or who went and saw Pink Floyd and even, even Rush back when they were in the day um, in the seventies and eighties, and you could see them play and you, got to feel what they were doing that's what this band is you have to be able to see them live to understand completely what they're going for and you'll have a brand new like love or passion for what they're doing because it's a completely different show um the album itself is great it does tell that story vividly where if you match it with the comic book and kind of read along as you're listening to the album it's it works right through it. And it's, it's for those auditory auditory learners where you kind of need to hear something to learn it and to pick it up. Perfect. Top notch. Um, this band is, will hit you on, on many different senses as you kind of get through them. And they're not a one trick pony. They, they do all kinds of fun stuff musically. It's, it's so good. And it's, if you like that rush type, big epics of music, you're gonna if you just listen to the music and you can kind of just take Claudio's voices completely out of it and just focus on the drums and the guitars that's coming through, it's it's incredible. And then to have Claudio come in and you would think after hearing his voice once or twice, it's like a shtick. It's not. It's it. That's who he is. That's that's how he sounds all the time. And it just it's good. I mean, I forgot how good they were. 
until recently, a couple, I think a couple years ago, I started getting back into them again. Uh, somebody told me to give them another try and it did. And it worked out. I loved, I love this album. It has a nostalgia rating for me. So I'm going to go with an eight and a half of Claudio's mains out of 10 here. So we're going to go eight and a half for me. What about love- you, Brandon? Yeah. So for me, uh, it's been a long time since I listened to this band last. Um, I had forgotten how good they actually are and how much I really like their music. I would put these guys and Steve, I've talked about this a couple of times this year, how much I love artists who are very good lyricists. And this band is one of those that I think is one of the all time great lyrical writing groups, uh, in my opinion. The of last all one time. which was Rise Against. Absolutely. Um, the stories that they put to music are really descriptive and, and, and share a story that you can follow. Even this album from top to bottom, you it it's not clunky and chunky from, you know, it, it, it flows. Um, it, it's great. Uh, this album is amazing and a really solid listen. And uh, because of this deep dive, uh, I'm listening more to these guys on a regular basis than I have because I forgot how much I miss them. Uh, so for me, I am giving this one eight and a half voluptuous curls out of 10. That's what I'm doing. He has a lot of curls. I like it. He does. So Noah, round us out, man. What are your final thoughts on this one? Well, um, it, this overall is not my favorite Coheed album. However, part of course we know how we why I chose it. Um, but also, this was this is like the beginning. So like, it, and it's just there. It's when I feel like they just were first, like, I guess I came out of their shell. Now I, I'm glad that you're uh, Brandon. You're a lyricist because I. That's like the least, that's my least important sure. thing, but, but you're, but it, you're right. They are just, uh, just gripping and like, and, and so epic. I keep saying epic, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you don't like epic music, I think you'll still like them, but maybe, you know, but most people I know you say, oh, it's epic that, you know, they're going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um and it, and it's got every. I think it just it, this album has everything on it um, from like the slow ballad that you like you pointed out mm-hmm. um, with the, the light and glass, and then you've got but you've also got the the singles, Favorite House Atlantic. Everybody everybody can associate Coheed with that because they know that song and it's poppy and it's upbeat. Um, it's also kind of one of my least favorites because it's is it so overplayed yes, it's over, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for a reason you know because it is it's fantastic um and yeah it, this is for the most part just an all killer no or all yeah all killer no filler album mm-hmm. and uh but uh because of a couple uh songs where his voice just like just does something to me personally i'm gonna have to give the album a 9.5 9.5 Claudio Sanchez epic locks I like it I love it so out of 30 guys we're looking at like 27 like 27 and a half like really there's not much to go off of that we mm-hmm. lost here 26 and a half 
math is correct here. I am drinking again. Once I mentioned that again, and I drink did drink more whiskey during that last break, so it works out. Um, um, yeah, it happens. So still, we're we're in like the you know high twenties out of thirty here. So it's something that to keep an eye on. If you haven't checked Coheed before, you've probably heard of Favor House Atlantic. Um, mm-hmm. I think everybody. 100%. In like the, their probably late twenties, early early to mid thirties, has heard this song. It was on video games. It was kind of played everywhere. It is I feel one like of the there was more, like three years of, of that where they had those songs on on Madden and those video yeah. games too. So like it is, it is know. one of the more popular and like I will agree with Noah. One of the more overplayed um, Coheed songs. When you hear Coheed, that is one of the very first songs that's ever brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, or welcome home. But or welcome home. Yeah, it's but, one yeah. of those two. Usually, it's it's. But in 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 all honesty, like you said, they are probably not the greatest of their songs. For me, a favorite House Atlantic was just nostalgia. It was most of the thing as For I sure. remembered For sure. playing video I mean, games. I'm like, man, yeah. I remember this and song. I, it's upbeat. It's poppy. Yeah. And, yeah. And it gets you, it gets you a, a taste of what they can do, and then you have to dig a little deeper to figure out because it's that's only like surface level of what they actually can give you mm-hmm. for music and for lyrics and and Claudio. So I agree with you though. It is it is one of those, but it's there's it's so good and it's a hook. It, it, gets it is. You in. It gets it gets you yeah. there, and that's it. Just sets, it sets the sets the sets you going, gets you going there, but. I will say this, guys. Check out the album. Check out the artist. If you Absolutely. haven't checked them out before, give them a listen because they're it's worth it. It's worth your time. Um, Noah, dude, thank you so much for coming on the podcast here. You know, yeah. I am actually envisioning a, a cross snow dual album where we bring on both you and Natalie. So just maybe you're like the good one and or you're the evil and she's the good and we just kind of go after each wow. other. A notes my goats cross nova event. Cross nova so, event. I love it. You I want me that. to be the evil one. This well, is how you're gonna gain some more po- you were doing you I know, back but on level ground. It depends, man. You, it depends on the album we pick. If we let Natalie pick the album, you're just gonna go what if we what if we pick attacking? It? What if we, we pick, pick it, Steve? It? Yes. And they both have, you, and they both have. No I can choice. tell you one that will. She could pick one that will get on, on my nerves, and I can be the the cynical asshole if you want. And then I could pick one that I I know. You know, you know, we have we do have that. done a dual episode before where guests did individually pick an album. Yeah, and then because and they were also two very different people. And if it's even any the, consolation, it's now one of our top five most downloaded episodes. It is. So I think yeah. I actually I mean, think you're on you're onto something here. Maybe we're gonna bring the both of you on, and each of you pick an album, and we have to review both albums together with both of you on. That would be, and I I mean, honestly, I can't. Well, I can't say this. I will go lower than I have gone before. It is kind of what I do, but it, I would say I can't. But there's no way in hell I'm gonna do it. It's it's gonna happen. Um, but if I have I both like of you it. coming after me, Brandon's just gonna sit back and just let the fucking melee happen. It's just, I'm just I mean, gonna make, make some pop. I'm gonna make some popcorn. Sit back and relax. The thing is, Steve, is, if if you don't make those mistakes, like we talked about earlier, I'm not gonna come at you. Like you're right. I can't. I can't speak for her. No, no, you can't. But speak you can for solve. Her. You can solve half of the equation. I. You, you know, gotta, I can. And I and really, really, I only right got you once. And, I don't, I only got one thing from you was and, when and I, I messed was, up with the song situation. So I, I, I can clean that up. Something yeah, I'll you, clean that chose, up a little bit. And then you chose favor house Atlantic. That's as your bet, your 
my favorite I track. I know of this album, of this album. I, it's wrong. It's wrong. wrong I know one. it's wrong. I'm always What's wrong. It's okay with it. I'm I'm married and I have wrong 18, 18 fucking kids. I'm always wrong. Um, no, but you do, you're doing a doing a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's it's one of those things. Um, I'm okay with being wrong. I'm, I'm I'm I've I've learned this role. I've been doing this podcast for too damn long to know that I'm 100 wrong. Yes, it is what it is. Even when I'm yelling at somebody like Nickelback, I'm still probably wrong. It's been probably. 30 years. It, it was 30 years before I was wrong the first time. But it, I mean, it happens. You know, a is it because you got married? I, I'm no comment <laughs> on that. No, no, no. Of course not. No, 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 no. She might listen. Look, we were back on level ground, Steve. I, damn it. Damn it. My wife left the room. It? We're good. Oh, but she's sleeping, but she's probably, she, but if she listens, well, we can you're fix fine. Both, I'm right? going to catch shit. It's okay with, I'm cool with it. I'll take it. I've, I've got a, I got wide shoulders. We're fine. I know. Well, but, for the last like 30 would, seconds, I'll just do like the, the, you know, the white noise from like the TV, like, <laughs> just like, burr. You don't know yeah. what happened. <laughs> right. Technical difficulties. Yeah. Hang on, folks. Sorry, guys. <laughs> My couch is pretty comfortable. So yeah, I like it. We're fine. I got a couple of them. We're good. I got two lazy boys. We're fine. You're here. But you know what? Thank you so much for being on. Lazy boys. I, I am looking up. forward. Now we got to get Natalie involved with the cross with, with the crossover episode. The crossover. Crossover in November. I, I think we got to do this crossover November. Cross November. Cross November. We'll wow. figure this out. It's gonna happen, yes. and now it has to happen. So okay. I'm um, not that I'm not a very good wordsmith, but so no, no, we'll figure. Well, that's what that's what we come up with. I come up with the gastro. You're the lyricist. What the gastro? Yes, we are the lyricist. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, don't, I don't focus on words. <laughs> I love it, but dude, again, thank you so much for being on and coming out and doing this stuff. I'd love to have you again, even without Natalie. But we bring you back on eventually as well, just yeah, by yourself. I mean, but um. Both you, both you and her have been fantastic, and I just I love talking music with somebody who who loves music, and I know that you love music, and I know you have so many more artists and albums to bring to us that we True. can kind of dig into a little bit here. So I look forward to having you back uh, sooner rather than later, mm-hmm. and to get forward with your sister because uh, that can only go wrong. I mean, really, I mean for me, as unfortunately. I mean, probably only, for me though too. Like, only, I don't you know, know. I, I mean, hey, I, I need help sometimes. I don't need help, actually. I don't need help going wrong. It is what it is. I mean, um, as, as, as you know, she's getting smarter as she gets older. It's more yeah, difficult it, to stay on top. I get it. It does happen. I get that. Well, guys, this has been um, Coheed and Cambria's In Keeping Secrets of the Silent Earth 3. We appreciate you listening. Again, we appreciate Noah for coming on. Brandon, you were here. I love you. Um, I'm here. And as as always, guys, this has been the No Smogos podcast. I am Steve. I am not. You're not. You're correct. (laughs) Fuck you. And we will see you next week. (laughs) Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats.